This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, beautiful people. Emma Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. so thankful for you. Welcome. You are loved, valued, and on purpose. And I'm so thankful to have the joy of talking with you. So without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Emma Mae Jenkins here to welcome your beautiful self to the Have You Heard podcast. But friends, this is not only just any podcast episode. This is the first Have You Heard podcast episode and I am stoked. Like I'm so thankful that you're here and I'm so grateful to the Lord for who he is. And not only am I praising him for how he's brought me this far and now we're getting to launch a podcast and as I think about all of the prayer and the dreaming and the conversations that went into this podcast happening I'm just so thankful but not only that I'm so thankful for what he's going to do like as I sit and talk with you in this first episode I'm already filled with expectancy for what he is going to do moving forward how he is at our right hand and we will not be shaken but he's also gone continually before us and I believe that he's gone before us and he's allowed fruit to bear and people to come to know him and for people to grow in their faith and for wisdom to be shared and for lives to be encouraged and refreshed. Like I'm just, I'm praising him for what I have yet to see. And it's sweet to always remember to pause and not only acknowledge what the Lord has done and where he has brought you from, but celebrate what you have yet to see him do because he is at your right hand and has been continually set before you. He is so good and I'm just so pumped if you can't tell and I'm so glad that I get to share this excitement with you. So for the very first episode, I was thinking through what should be the first episode, like what would be fitting and I realized that if I'm listening to someone, I want to know who it is I'm listening to. And so I figured, wow, today would be great for me to share my story with you, for me to share my testimony with you, why I do what I do, how I got where I am, who I am. And as all of us, my story is filled with many different stories. And so there will be some parts of my journey that I share with y'all today that I may go over in brief, but later on in our podcast journey, I may go back to that story and elaborate on it a little more. But today I want to share my story overall with you and why I am passionate about what I'm passionate about and what the heartbeat of everything that I do is and how that came to be. So I am Emma Mae Jenkins. I am currently 20 21 years old and 
I am in the middle of my college career, which is so fun. So I am about to be a junior at Liberty University, fan on flames, and I am engaged, which ah, is so fun. So that will definitely be in some podcast episodes of wedding planning and things that God is teaching me as we walk through this year of being engaged to my best friend and love, Josh McDaniel. But to back up a little bit, I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, and I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are truly the bee's knees. Like, they love the Lord. They love me. They love people just so well. And prayer and God's word and seeking the face of the Lord was a focal point. It was the tone of our home as I grew up. And it's something that I'm so humbled to have had as my environment growing up and so thankful because now I get to share all of those things that I learned and the things that shaped me. I now get to share with other people to help encourage and lead and love. And growing up also, we moved a lot. So I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, but I have lived in Mississippi, I've lived in Alabama, I've lived in Florida, now my family lives in Arkansas, but as I mentioned earlier, I go to school in Lynchburg, Virginia um, at Liberty, and so definitely have traveled some state lines and gotten to meet new people, and that's something really fun that God has taught me throughout that process is that God will never lead you to a place that He hasn't gone before you and been. In Psalm 121, we read that my help comes from the Lord, that he watches over my life, that the sun will not harm me by day, nor the moon by night. He won't even let my foot slip. And I've already mentioned this in our podcast today, but in Psalm 16, God is at our right hand. He has been continually set before us and we will not be shaken. And I got to see that um, reign true as our family moved to different places, as I grew up through elementary school, middle school, high school, and now college. It's just sweet to see and acknowledge God's faithfulness. As I grew up in a Christian home, I fully believe that every single one of us is going to give an account for what we believed and the life that we chose to live. And so whether you are growing up or did grow up in a home that believed in the Lord or not, your faith, it has to be exactly that, your faith. Like you will give an account for the faith that you have or the faith that you don't have. Like you will get to say what you believed and why you believed it. And so even though my parents loved the Lord and put their faith in him, I I got to decide whether or not that was a decision I would make for my own life. And they walked alongside me, have held my hand, guided me along the right path so that I would remain walking in it. But ultimately, I get to decide what I believe. Looking back over my journey personally with the Lord, I, I don't remember a time in my life that I didn't love Him, that I didn't want to be with Him. I was looking through our attic the other day because we're in the process of moving, and I found a journal that my dad wrote to me when I was little. And he said, Emma, tonight we were saying our prayers and you mentioned to me that you were wondering, where is Jesus? And I need to go see him. And as I said earlier, that's just, that was the tone of our home. And so I believe God has 
planted eternity in the heart of every person, in the heart of every person. We were made to be in relationship with God and God designed us to be in relationship with him. And so whether or not we surrender to that, um, that will be made known to us one way or another because it's knitted in the heart of every human, Ecclesiastes 3. And so from very young age, I wanted to know the Lord. And when I was about 14 years old, that's really when I took ownership of my faith and lived it out in a way that I never had prior. I remember I was crying on my bed because I was just being so hard on myself. That's something that the Lord has been so gracious to walk alongside me in and day by day is showing me more freedom in that area of my life. But sometimes I will tend to worry a lot and I will sometimes hold the standard of perfection on myself. No one has put that on me, but I will hold myself up to this standard of perfection, which as any human being knows, that's a very unrealistic expectation. And so between tending to worry about things I shouldn't worry about and feeling the need to be perfect, it would equal me being hard on myself a lot of the time. And in that there's no room for grace because God says in Romans 8 1 that indeed there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and so when you're operating out of condemnation and shame and striving for perfection it's very hard to operate out of grace at the same time and I was figuring that out in my journey and so I remember crying on my bed and my dad walks in the room and that's also a repetitive theme in my life because Just as my dad walked in to meet me where I was, that's what our Heavenly Father does. He loves us so much that He's willing to meet us right where we are, but He loves us way too much to leave us there. And my dad came in on a very dark, hard night for me. And he's like, Emma, what's wrong? And something I loved about our home is that nothing was taboo. And what I mean by that is you didn't have to put on a mask and pretend like you were someone you weren't, but you could just be honest, authentic, and present. And however that looked, wherever that was, my family was going to walk alongside me and we were going to walk through it together. And with that type of environment in our home, I was able to just be honest and articulate how I was doing the best way a 14-year-old could to my dad and just sharing my worries and my fears and my shame with him. And he pointed to my Bible on my bookshelf and he said, Emma, when was the last time that you just spent time alone with the Lord and his word? And I thought about it and friends, like my family, we went to church every Sunday. I was so involved in my youth group. Like I loved God. I loved his word. But as far as me going to spend time alone with him and like pursue a relationship with him, I, I could not remember the last time that that was something that I had invested in. And my dad said, Emma, and he was referring to Matthew 7, 21, when he said this, he said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be there with you holding your hand before the Lord. It's just going to be you and the Lord. And Jesus is either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And then my dad left the room And I'm so thankful that my dad did that because he really allowed me to just be alone with the Lord and process through where I was, process through what I had just heard. 
I opened up a devotional book, and it wasn't even the first chapter of the book because I hadn't been reading my book. It was just the introduction, and it was talking about a God girl. And it said, the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does to listen to what it is her father is wanting to tell her. And something I later came to realize is something my dad said is that Jesus is either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. He's not going to say depart from me for you never did everything perfectly or depart from me for you never had perfect attendance or depart from me for you never checked off every box. It was depart from me for I never had a relationship with you. Like I never got to walk alongside with you in a relationship. That's what he desires. As I said earlier, he knitted eternity in our heart. He made us to be in relationship with him, to be one with him. And so as I was reading through that introduction of this devotional book, I began to just tell the Lord, God, I just want to know you. That's all I want. Like, That's all I want. I want to know what makes you smile and I want to know what makes you cry. And I want to know if you like chocolate too, I want to just know you. The best way that I could explain it to you is that it was like fireworks were going off in my body as I felt so much joy at even the thought of walking in relationship with God. And that began another level of my journey that was so wild and sweet and challenging and worth it. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. Psalm 34, 8. Truly, when I taste and see that the Lord is good, I am blessed as I take refuge in him, and I cannot keep this to myself. Acts 20, 24. My life, Paul said, is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the good work assigned to me by Jesus. And that is the work of telling others the good news, the good grace of God. And in Matthew 5, 16, we know that Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So go let your light so shine before all people so that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Like God's love does not end with you, but it continues with you. And so as I was seeking God's face, walking with him, discovering more of who I was because I was discovering more of the one who made me, I could not keep this hope to myself. Hebrews 6.19, it's a hope that's an anchor firm and secure in our soul. It's a hope that the world is craving. It's love that casts out all fear. It's by grace that I have been saved through faith, and it wasn't by my own works. So I couldn't boast, but it was the gift of God because I believed in His Son that I am saved and I can have life that is abundant and rich and cannot be taken by the world because the world did not give it. I have to share this with anyone that I possibly can. And so along with sharing this at school, at the grocery store, within the walls of my home, anywhere I was going, God also put it on my heart to start sharing it on social media. And 
So I, oh, oh, it was so fun. So I had social media originally because I was growing up moving all the time. And so my mom allowed me and my brother to get an Instagram account so that we could stay in touch with all of our friends. So at the time, my Instagram name was MMAJ99, and I would post selfies every now and then um, with simple captions and just sweet. But God really put it on my heart to share Him with the world via my Instagram. And so I changed my Instagram name at that time, being 14 years old, to 1 Corinthians 13 underscore love. And the reason I changed my Instagram name was because, indeed, God says that it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ, it's himself who lives within me. Paul said that in Galatians 2.20, therefore the Lord is like, Emma, like your old self has been put to death and now I live in you and I want the world to see me through you. So even if it was on my social media, if people simply went to my page, they didn't even read a post. If they simply went to the page and saw my handle, I wanted them to see love himself. I wanted them to see the one who set me free. I wanted them to see the one who made me and gave me purpose and also loves them, made them and has purpose for them too. So that began to overflow into what my captions were. My captions began to be whatever it was that God put on my heart, whatever it was that he had revealed to me to share. I was also just in his word all the time and putting his word all over my walls and my mirrors. Like I wanted to know what God said because the grass withers and the flowers fade, but it is the word of God that stands forever. And as I began to do this, this is now fast forward to like two years. So I'm now about 16. We've gone through another move. So I live in Arkansas now at this point and I'm in 10th grade and the Lord puts it on my heart to start a YouTube channel because I believe he wanted to use my voice to make his voice known. Because something my dad says is that God will lift you up so that you can lift him higher. God places you where he entrusts you with his name. It's truly all about him. He guides us along the right path for the honor of what? His name. It's all about him. May his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven So as I began to just not began, as I continued to just love people and share God's word in any way that God was opening doors for me to do so, a lot of bullying began to happen via the internet. Like I did not know what a meme was until I became one. Videos were going viral on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and the platform on social media just began to grow, which I thought was really interesting because a lot of the platform was growing from what intended to harm, what intended to bring insecurity, what was intended to destroy. But God actually was using it to build the platform. God was actually using it to bring more people to hear about him. And what's so sweet is in Genesis 50, 20, we hear Joseph say to his brothers, like, what you intended to harm me, God actually intended for good for the saving of many lives. And in Romans eight twenty eight, we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And so I believe that even though the enemy intended to use the words of people to speak lies and 
and hatred and insecurity into my life, God actually used it to reveal how powerful what his word says about us is. God used it to reveal the power of his glory and God used it to reveal his love that never, ever fails. And so whether it was atheists or Christians or Jews or Mormons or Muslims, I mean, or or Satanists, I mean, you name it, there were people coming to my social media account and whether it was to laugh at it, make fun of it, or just get a refreshing smile from it, or it was to learn more about the Lord. I didn't care why they were coming. The fact that they were coming and hearing about the gospel, that got me so excited because it's all about the Lord. It's all about the Lord. John 15, Jesus said, the world is going to hate you, but remember it hated me first. And I love how Jesus says in Luke, truly you've been told to love those who love you back. Well, I mean, anyone can do that. He said, but very truly, I tell you to love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Bless those who curse you. That's what we're here to do, friends. That's what we're here to do. God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There is a world hurting that needs that hope. And so we can't stop. Don't grow weary of doing good. So we kept posting. And now I'm in college. Somehow two books happened in between all of that. Somehow now I'm talking to you on a podcast. Somehow now I have a ring on my left hand and I'm getting married in a year. And we're going to keep going. Hebrews 12, we're going to keep running the race that's been set before us with endurance. Throwing off the sin that so easily entangles. Throwing off everything that hinders. And just as Jesus, as he endured the shame of the cross... For the joy that was set before him, I know that he is the author and the perfecter of my faith. And because of who he is and because he is sitting at the right hand of God, mediating on my behalf, I have hope that can't be taken. I have peace that the world did not give. Therefore, my heart is not troubled because it was given to me by the Lord. How sweet. I'm compelled by the love of God to keep loving people. So whether he brings a podcast my way, whether he brings a YouTube channel my way, whether he brings an engagement season my way, books, college, a lovely person in a grocery store, like it does not matter. We're going to be faithful there. We're going to love well there. We're going to seek the face of the Lord there because it's all about him. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the the power and the honor and the praise and the celebration forever and ever. Amen. It's all about him, friends. And that's the heartbeat of everything I do. The gospel. The gospel is why I'm so excited to talk to you right now. And the gospel is this, that God made us to be in relationship with him, perfect relationship. But we thought our way was better than his and we disobeyed him. We sinned and that separated us from him. But God demonstrated his perfect love for us in that while we were still sinners, he sent his one and only son to come and live the perfect life we could not live. Die the death that we deserve because the wages of our sin is death. But then Jesus, after dying on a cross, He was buried in a tomb and he rose three days later, defeating that death so that anyone who believes in him shall never perish, but have eternal life. And when we believe in him, we are sealed in his promised Holy Spirit. 
And we have the hope that he is coming back to get us one day. And now I'm on a mission, referring back to what I said earlier in Acts 20, 24, as Paul said, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Friends, I love you. That, as I said, that's my story filled with many little stories, but the main story is the gospel, is that I'm a sinner in need of a savior and I'm so in love with him and he's why I live how I live. He's why I do what I do. He's why I am who I am. He's why you matter to me. Have you heard that your story matters? Have you heard that God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, but you get to decide whether or not you surrender to him and walk in that plan because he did fearfully and wonderfully make you in his image and every day of your life was written in his book before a single one of them came to be. You matter so much to God, friends, and I pray you'll have the most incredible day ever. (laughs) Bye, everybody. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. Part of the Converge Podcast Network.